Hello all, how are we? Good, I hope. Hey Missy. Missy, I have seen your email today um, and I will get to it. Um, I've just had one of those days today where um, I literally haven't hardly done any of my emails to be fair. I've just been with clients all day. Um, but I will get to it and, and I um, it'll probably be first thing in the morning now by the time I finish Discord. Um, okay, so no hands up as yet, that's fine. Gives me an opportunity to say hello to the TikTokers. Um, just to let you guys know that obviously I'm recording, you know I do anyway. Um, I'll come to you in a second, Lamb Holmes, I can see you've put your hand up. Um, I do record obviously what we talk about so that we can um, play it back afterwards on the podcast for people that can't join us because it helps. Um, right, let's go. First hand of the evening is up. I want to try and break 20 questions if I can. Um, I think we got to about 18 last night, which was really good. Okay, Lamb Holmes, I've invited you onto the stage. When you're ready, what's your question? Oh, hello, Neil. Uh, I keep missing you here tonight, though. Oh, well done, Alison. Um, so I'm, I'm usually here Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays at 6pm, um, and we try and get through an hour. Um, sometimes we do a little bit more, sometimes we do a little bit less. Uh, Lamb, you're on the stage. What's your question? Currently trying to get a divorce at the moment, but it's gone through under the old ruling, and it just seems to be taking forever due to having to do an amendment. Is that normal? Absolutely. If I told you that one of my divorces has been before the court for eighteen months and I still haven't got decree nisi, um, I think I think what happened was when the new system came in, the old petitions under the old system have sort of been left um, because the government have got a quota to get the new divorces through in 26 weeks and it seems to be all hands on the deck they are coming through so fast literally I'm putting a decree absolute in at 9am and I've got the judges made it by half nine the same day I mean I've never heard of it but our old ones, and especially those being done by post, it's excruciating. All I can tell you is just keep going. Keep going. Are you better to withdraw the application and putting it under the new rules? Because that's what I was advised to do in order to speed it up. You, or would that you, not even help? No, no, you can. Absolutely. And, and it probably would come through quicker. Just know that when you do that, you're going to have to pay that court fee again of 593 yeah. unless you qualify for fee remission um so but yeah that's definitely an option just to withdraw it and, and start again okay thank you all right you're welcome bye Thanks a lot. um so yeah those of you on tiktok that want to ask a question um i'm over here on discord so you just download it um and then you um, create yourself a little profile and then you go into the lounge and you put your hand up and you ask me a question um, no one's got their hand up at the moment. Oh, yes, you have. Sarah Cook, beg your pardon. Um, let's come to you. Um, and LJW and Rodney, I will come to you guys next. So, Sarah, whenever you're ready, you can come to the stage and ask me your question. While I'm waiting for you, Sarah, I'm actually going to invite LJW as well. Um, just because sometimes it can take people a little while to get to the stage, especially if you're new to Discord. So I've just invited two of you up there now. Um, a few more hands have gone up, so that's good. We will get to all of you. 
So LJW, you just happen to be first in the queue there. What's your question? Hello. 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 Sorry, I can't hear you. Hang on a sec. I think I've... Are you still there? Yeah, still there. You're on mute, so take yourself off mute. <laughs> there we go. I can hear Sorry, you now. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. Um, basically, um, I'm separating with my husband and uh, the house is in his name. Yeah. Uh, the mortgage and everything is in his name. Um, he has an IVA attached to the property. I'm just wondering, um, one, do I have a, um, a stake in the house? And two, um, can if we sell the house, can I have my share of the equity before the IVA gets it? It's his IVA, not mine. Uh, the house in joint names, yes? No, the house is in his name. Okay. Um, have you registered any sort of home rights in it? I haven't. I've booked to see a solicitor for a, a short appointment on Monday. Um, is that the sort of the first thing to do? It is. So how the how the IVA will work um, is that if, if the house was held in joint names, your fifty percent would be safe, and the yeah. IVA would only attach to his fifty percent. So the okay. first thing you should do is register your home rights. Do that anyway. But it will depend okay. on how much that IVA is and contrast that with how much equity is in the property. As to, Okay, so the IVA is about 80,000 and I think there's probably about 100,000 in the property. Okay, so the IVA, if they take <clears throat> their 80, there's going to be 20 left potentially to be divided. Now, okay. it, it could be that you end up fighting the IVA. Do you know what I mean? Because you yeah, obviously yeah. need your share... Um, in order to be able to rehouse, there might be children, etc., etc. Um, yeah. yeah, the first thing you've got to do is register your home rights in it. But legally okay. speaking, um, the IVA don't have to recognise your interest in it because it's just in his name. So it's an right. asset that they would see as being his. Okay. And also, my car is in his, it's a lease car, which was for four years. That's still in his name and that continues until 2024. Can he like legally take that from me, even though the whole time it's been my car? Yes, if it's in his name, yes, he can. <clears throat> Absolutely. Right. Legally, okay. he's the owner of that. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. All right, thank you for okay. your help. Thank All right, you. then. Bye. Bye, bye. <clears throat> uh, right, we have... Who did I... Sabi was next. Um... There we go, Sabi. Oh, Sarah, sorry, you're up there, Sarah. You made it. Sabi, you are also on the stage, but I'll just do Sarah first because um, she was next in the queue. Sarah, what's your question? Uh, well, it's mainly, um, I've got a child through a private donation. Yeah. Um, my ex-partner, um, who I got in a civil partnership with after um, conception, is on his birth certificate. Is there any way I can have her removed? She has no contact and hasn't done uh, since he was six weeks old. He's now two. What To have what removed, sorry? The parental responsibility? Uh, yes. Only yeah. only in exceptional circumstances. Why, why right. would... Yeah, go on. Uh, it's only... I, I didn't do it through a clinic or it was just, you know, done through a friend. 
Yeah. Um, but but they're learned... but they're on the birth certificate, are they? Yeah, she got yeah. put on. It was during COVID. Yeah. Um, she went in and registered um, my child. Yeah. Um, and obviously she lied a bit on the birth on it, when she was there registering him um, to, and said that we were actually in a civil partnership before conception, but it was after. Right. I mean, the b bottom line is she's she's got parental responsibility. OK, so okay. the the only way to remove that is if there's exceptional circumstances. So you, you can't you can't remove um, PR simply because you've fallen out, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Does that help? Um, yeah, that does. Yes. Thank you. Great. OK. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Um, you're asking me on TikTok what's an IVA. It's an individual voluntary agreement. So it's where someone's got into debt and effectively they are about to be bankrupt really. Um, they're insolvent. But if you enter into it of your own accord, it's a better way to do it. Um, uh, Gracie, I'm going to invite you up to speak. Um, you are next in the list, followed by Nana9. So I'm going to invite both of you up because sometimes it does take a little while. So Gracie, you're up. What's your question? Hi there. Um, Hello. First time on here, so just checking you can hear me okay. I can, yes, absolutely. Brilliant. You've gone quite quiet. Have I? I? Oh, um, that's not like me at my... all. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> my question um, relates to a situation that's been quite protracted um, with my ex-husband. We are legally divorced. Yeah. Um, we're now going for that financial separation. Um, he's represented, I'm not, and I can't afford to be. Um, he's, I believe, concealed um, the fact that he has got a lot of money in his business. Um, but unfortunately, I don't have um, up-to-date accounts which demonstrate that, but I'm very certain that the, the value of the business has increased significantly. Um, I've made a... a, a request that I think is a reasonable request um, without prejudice in response, um, sorry, it was a counter proposal in response to one that they had put forward to me. Um, it was declined, they've made another proposal, but this time it's an open proposal. Um, and they were quite harsh um, in saying that if I, I need to be quite careful, I'm at real risk of having his, having to pay his fees and that could be ordered by the courts. Uh, so I think my question is, um, if, if I put forward another proposal, is that acceptable? Is that common practice? And might I be penalised for doing so? No, 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 not, not at all. Um, I mean, negotiation is encouraged by the courts because if we can negotiate a settlement, then the court, that's the court's preference rather than um, imposing a settlement on you both. Um, what, why, why, yes. would, why would you think you'd be penalised, Gracie? Has something been said or, or in, in writing or anything that, that you're not sure only, of? Only, yeah, only from his solicitor. Um, what's, been, what's been said in the first hearing as well, the judge was only um, able to see previous accounts, which showed very little money in the business. That was quite intentional at the time on my ex-husband's part. He drained the business. Um since we've been separated, it's now been built up and I think it's quite successful and it's actually a lot of money in that business. Um, 
So what the judge saw was a business that's not worth very much, but the reality is I think it's greater. So the judge did caution, um, I need to know what I'm asking for and of course be careful, don't drag out the process if there's nothing there to be had. Um, but that's you know, based on this limited information that she had at the time. Um, also his solicitor said to me in writing, um, that I'm running the risk of a costs order against me. So it's made me quite fearful to, okay. um, you know, continue the negotiation processes. It's almost as if she's saying, if I ask for something else, that'll be my last chance. It'll go to court and I'm going to be hit with this order. Yeah. So um, it, it, a, yeah. A, a lot of it is strategy, Gracie. A lot of it is, yeah. is strategy. Um, I, I, I think so long as you are conducting yourself, um, you know, as, as it sounds as if you are in good faith, um, then yes. try not to be too intimidated by that. The one thing okay. I would say is, um, have you had further disclosure about his business? Um, no, I haven't, unfortunately, because he hasn't offered um, an estimate value. What I requested in the questionnaires um, was that I were to have bank accounts, and that was agreed at the hearing. But obviously, this is pre-negotiations, and I'm not privy to that information yet. Um based on his advertised business activities um, and what I've learned from my, we have children together and what I've learned from comments he said to them, he's looking at buying very expensive houses. Um, I've seen vehicles that are very valuable. Um, I think there's a good chance because he doesn't have the money in his personal accounts. I think the business is doing very well and he's keeping that, you know, keeping his money in the business as well. But but it, it's still an asset. So I as, yes. you know, go, going back to your initial question, I think you'll be absolutely fine. Um, I think okay. yeah, I think you'll you'll be fine to actually put in another another proposal. Okay, yeah, I'll chance right. it. Thank you so okay, much. You're really welcome. appreciate that. Thanks, Gracie. Bye bye. All right. Cheers. Bye then. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Claudia, um, I did actually invite Nana up um, to the state. Nana, sorry, and then I invited. Um, somebody else but they've dropped off the stage again i don't know if they've changed their mind or if there's something wrong with the system but anyway claudia you are next up hey hey claudia how are you i'm good thank you how are you i'm good i'm good how is it i can help um so i have three children under the age of five um, I'm in the middle of separating with my husband. Um, there is a non-molestation order in place um, with an occupation order um, alongside it, so he can't be in the property. Um, I'm solely paying for all the bills with no child maintenance whatsoever because he just keeps returning the letters and he's not known at this address, um, which is his mum's. Um, he does not respond to anything my solicitor sends him in regards to trying to get settlement, and it's costing me a fortune that I don't have. Um, is there any way that I can like make him respond and speed up the process without it costing you more and more? What's what's the issue before the court, Claudia? Is is this finances? Sorry, did I miss that? Uh, yeah, he hasn't responded to the application for divorce or anything in regards to trying to settle financially either. Okay, so if they're not engaging, then you have to take the matter to court. Okay. Okay. So you know we we can't force them to engage in the process outside of court. So if okay. they if they're not engaging, then the court will impose a court timetable. Absolutely. Um, and then if they don't stick to that court timetable, the court then has the power to make an order of its own motion. 
Okay, because um, I've also got two debts. Well, one's a motorbike that he financed in my name, yeah. but he won't return the motorbike. Yeah. And the second one is he took out a bank loan in my name that cleared all his credit cards so I can prove I never received the money. But he's denying all responsibility. And it's that, but those two items are costing me nearly £800 a month that yeah. I don't have because I have no child maintenance either. Yeah. I'm just concerned I'm going to end up with no money at all. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to pay for anything for my and, kids. And that's exactly why he's not engaging, Claudia. He has no incentive to. There is no incentive for him to actually bring this matter to an end um, because you, you are, you know, you're servicing that debt. So all the more reason to get the divorce petition issued if you haven't already, I'm sure you have, and then get, yeah. the, get the financial matter before the court. Okay, great. Thank all you. All right. Okay, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, Jojo, I'm going to invite you back onto the stage. Um, I did invite you um, earlier, but for some reason you fell back into the audience, but not to worry. Jojo, you're on mute. Take yourself off mute and then I'll be able to hear you. You're welcome, Nicola. Oh, thank you, Orange Sherbet. Jojo, you're still on mute. I can't hear. Oh, actually, maybe I've got you. I've got you on mute. Sorry. Can... Hello? <laughs> Hi. Hello. Can you hear me now? I can. Yeah. Sorry, Jojo. That was my fault. No, that's fine. Um, Thank you for accepting my call. I just... Uh, there's a situation. So... My husband has been divorced from his ex-wife for yeah. about three to four years now. Yeah. Um, there, there's a global maintenance in place for until the kids are 18. So there's only two kids. The, er, the youngest is eight. Um, there's just three questions. I'm just, I just wanted to ask. Um, if we, if my husband is to receive inheritance, would she then get a, a, get a claim on that inheritance? If there is no financial order, Yes. Has she remarried? Obviously, he has. Has she remarried? No, she no. Won't, she wouldn't. She would not get married again. Okay. Um, okay. Because it's um a big uh, global maintenance. So with the global maintenance, is that not the financial order? Yes, that's what I mean. If if there's an if there's a financial order in place, then that will bar her from making any further financial claim, and that should include inheritance. Okay. Right. Um. Second of all, if if we are to have a child, uh, hopefully soon, would the, would the global maintenance uh, get lower in, in terms of price? So then, what you're asking me is, would an application to vary the existing order succeed? You would have to show, yeah. yeah, you'd have to show exceptional circumstances. It's very difficult to go back to court and amend an order. Is all I would oh. say. So I I think my suggestion would be. When the child is born, if you decide to have children, um, you're going to need to tackle it then. You're going to need to take some advice from a solicitor by showing them the order and then explaining your circumstances at that time. But it is difficult to change them. Um, so even on the time as well, so we can't get the global maintenance to end early when the child is 16. Potentially not. I mean, I haven't seen the order and I don't know how it's worded, but the courts obviously consider the order it's made to be fair and reasonable. So, right. as I say, it's really difficult then to overturn them. OK, thank you very much. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. -bye. Uh, Chloe, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. 
Not too many questions. Is she a licensed solicitor? Yes, I am. Hello, Chloe. Hi there. Oh, Hi. Sorry, can you hear me? Is that okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, what's your question? Oh, perfect. Um, so I have slightly a confusing one. So we got married abroad in Barbados. We um, had our marital life in Scotland, but I am English. Um, I now live in England. That's just where uh, life took me. And we're in the process of divorcing. But obviously, the my husband and the marital home is still in Scotland. The slight issue that we have is although... He bought it after we were together and um, it's, it's basically, essentially it's in his name. Um, there is an element of financial coercion and um, abuse within the case. So I'm just wondering, at the moment, we have got a court date for September. How then, once we get to the point where we get to court, like what's going to happen and can... Um, how will it impact the fact that it's in Scotland? Because obviously the laws are very different. So, sorry, what, what? which court is it before at the moment, Chloe, before we go on? Uh, uh, Newcastle. Oh, okay. So it's still, it still falls under our jurisdiction. Um, it so, does, yeah. So that's good. And this is a children's application? Um, so, uh, sorry, no, it's more finances and divorce. Okay. And one of you are still resident in Scotland? Uh, yes, he yeah. is. So, so it's absolutely fine. I mean, the the because it starts in Newcastle, the English courts have jurisdiction. They will then keep it, and that order will be able to be enforced in Scotland. Is that what you're concerned about? Yeah. I was yeah. So essentially, at the moment, it also what has happened is he he was asked by my solicitor to provide three valuations on the house, yeah. which he did, and they seemed a little low. So I. Um, basically picked up the phone to the estate agents and made some inquiries and I found that he had devalued or he had edited their valuations by £50,000. Right. So I'm I'm aware that he's going to be tricky and it's going to be a difficult and potentially long process. So I guess I'm also wondering from the point of view of this first initial meeting in September, yeah. how long do things take? Or is it how long is a piece of string? It, yeah, it really does depend. I mean, September will be your first appointment. Um, mm -hmm. You'll then get your second appointment if you don't settle at the first one three months later. So you're talking mm -hmm. December, uh, okay. roughly there or thereabouts. And then if you don't settle at the second one, it will pass to a final hearing, uh, which will be a further three months. So it could be March. Now, if in between times, let's say we're waiting on a, a pension report from the actuary, um, and mm -hmm. that delays things, then we can sometimes have to push back the second hearing um, because we, we can't proceed with the second hearing until such times we get that report in. So then it depends what evidence the court's asked for in between those hearings as to whether or not we can stick to that three-month timetable. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Yeah. Um, also, so previously my solicitor had asked him for um, pension information and he only provided one pension, which is, I know, not his main pension. Um, I know that once we get to court, he will have to provide all that. But if he doesn't, what will happen to him? Well, uh, nothing will happen to him directly, but because <clears throat> you're able to say to the court he has another pension that he's refusing to disclose, the court can then make an order of its own motion. So what it might say to him is, well, look, because you haven't disclosed the pension and, and you know, we're of the view it's of X amount in its value, then we're actually going to give all of this other asset, let's say the house, to you, mm -hmm. to the wife. 
So, I mean, it would be it would take the court a while before it actually did that. But that that's mm-hmm. one remedy available to the court. Um, so he would be penalised in that the court could, and of course that could go against him because the court could put a value on it of say a hundred thousand, and the pension's only worth forty thousand, for example. Do you know what I mean? But it, but it, but it does have the power to do that. Okay, um, I do have another one. Um, so also, honestly, so he did have a very high flying career. Um, yeah. It it was a very very good career. Um, he recently has been sacked um, twice in the space of six months uh, from different companies, and I have fears that he's doing it intentionally to diminish the savings and also make him look like he has less earning potential going forward. Yeah. Um, would the courts see through that or will they just take his currently no salary into account? It's for you to bring it up with the courts and present it as an issue. It's for him then to address that issue, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. you would say, look, he's doing this deliberately because historically this is what he's always earned. He would then say, well, actually, no, maybe it's because he's got a medical condition or what have you. And then it comes down to which one of you the court believes. Okay. And if the court then were to favour the things that I said or he said or vice versa, whatever it might be, um, will they take that into account when they consider the financial um, division and whatever is going forward? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's wonderful. Sorry, I feel like I've monopolised a lot of your time and I'm really grateful. That's fine. Thanks, Chloe. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Uh, Andrea, you are up next. So whenever you're ready, ask me a question. That was quick. Uh, Andrea, you are... Oh, there we go. Hello. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, super quick question. Yeah. Um, there, I have a little boy um, and we have court order in place Yeah. Um, uh, in regards to access. If Is there any point if dad keeps breaking that order in terms of not seeing his child? And I am aware you you always say that you can't force anybody to see a child. But is there any point in me taking it to court to enforce it? Or is it just a waste of my money and time? Absolutely, Um, a waste of your... your... Anyway, he's he's cancelled over 50% of his access. Yeah. What, so I just didn't know, is there any point? Because they're just going to say we can't force him. Or is is there... Exactly. Let me let me ask you this, Andrea. What would you be hoping to achieve if you took it back to court? I just want him to see my son regularly. The problem is it's so inconsistent that it's causing my son upset when he has to go. Yeah. So and he's gone off this evening crying and screaming his head off. Every time he leaves me, it's it's horrible and it and it really upsets me and obviously yeah. it's upsetting for him. Yeah. I want him to have a relationship with his dad, however awkward his dad is being, yeah. but how long do I continue going where my child is screaming and clinging to me, running upstairs and hiding underneath the bed? And and I yeah. feel like I'm I'm helpless because I have to send him because there's court order and I don't want to be in breach. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but, but, but I don't. I, I but, just want him to have regular contact with his yeah. son and, and not to just think it acceptable to go, oh, I'm busy this weekend, I can't have him. Yeah, so a c- couple of things I would say. 
Um, never, never think that you have to adhere to the order if it's causing the child distress. Okay. okay. Second thing I would say is yes, you, you, it would be a waste of time to take the matter back to the court if you're trying to enforce the original order because we already know that dad's not going to stick to that. So that would be a waste of your time um, and your money. However, Generally, what I suggest in these instances is, is to take the matter back to court and have the order varied so dad has less contact. Because generally, right. let's say, for example, a parent's having every weekend and they can't stick to it, then it's, it seems um, logical to reduce it to alternate weekends. Or if they're having alternate weekends and they can't stick to that, then I'd be saying, well, let's go back to court, let's reduce it to monthly. Because then, A, you're not breaching any order, and B, it takes that pressure off the parent who's not consistent with contact anyway, which, in a roundabout way, will have a better impact on the child. Yes, absolutely. Does that make sense? But it will depend yes, upon no, what your, your, your current contact is as to how you would reduce that or vary it. Yeah, it's currently every second weekend and every Wednesday. The Wednesday is a bit of a mute point. It's it's very rare that he goes, if I'm completely honest. Okay. Um, then, and he then, probably cancels once a month. Yeah. Um, so so he only sees him probably for the full weekend once a month on average. Yeah. Then then that's what I would do. I would I would just literally strike out the Wednesday, make it, and you know perhaps don't go back to court. Just communicate that to him. Wednesdays are out. Because, you know, out of the last 50 Wednesdays, you've only had him for 10. So that that's out. Um, if you want to take me back for a breach, fine, do it. Um, and this alternate weekend, clearly there's no consistency there. It's upsetting for the child. So let's knock that down to once a month. And, and just and start, you know, by putting that in writing and see where you go from okay. there. But don't be afraid, Andrea, that you're breaching it because you're doing it with with good reason. Do you know what I mean? Yes. OK. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, Rodney, you are next on my list. Whenever you're ready, ask me the question. Hello, this is my first time on. Hello, I Rodney. I can hear you, yes. Yeah, hiya. Um, I've been in and out of court since 2017 with my ex-partner. Um, basically, we separated and then um, it went. I had to take her to court to get access. And then in our final hearing, she said she wanted to reconcile. So we reconciled and she waited two years and did exactly the same thing to me. Um, this time round, I have 50-50 custody, but my ex-partner doesn't play ball she doesn't follow the court order i've had to take her back into court again um because she's been hitting the children and there's a long history of she's keeping coaching the children or professionals when because there's social workers involved and like she keeps and taking them to the doctors to make false allegations up about me okay what what's your question to me rodney what can i actually do about it because every time I speak to the doctors, they don't seem to want to get involved because she keeps them taking them to the doctors to get them to make false accusations up about me. And my son's going into high school now and he has stopped doing it and that's why she's started hitting him. And I have reported all this and I'm back in court again. I think I'm not so sure that the doctor's going to be able to assist if I'm if I'm perfectly honest with you. And that's why they're showing some resistance. What you need is that independent third party that's court appointed. So is a social worker or a CAFCAS officer 
um, assigned to your case? Um, I'm hoping CAFCAS will be getting involved next time round. Okay. That, um, that, that's going to be the, the better way, Rodney, for you to... I mean, obviously, you can tell the court of your concerns um, and, and you can ask for a hearing to address these concerns, which will then allow you permission to file medical evidence that you wish to rely upon um, and any other evidence that you feel would help. But essentially, if you can get CAFCAS on board, then you will have sort of a second pair of eyes looking over your case. Right. But, you know, with the doctor surgery, they are very, it's very difficult to get any information regarding my children off them. But, because but, mum's told them I don't have any parental responsibility. But but if it's court ordered, there won't be an issue at all. If, it, if it's court right. ordered, the court, you know, because then what will happen is the order will be sent to the surgery and they'll be ordered to provide the medical records of the children. Right. And you know, if I've had a fact finding hearing, yeah. Um with a fact finding hearing, obviously the outcome is what the judges determine yeah. if it's true or not true. Correct. Um if my ex partner keeps him trying to claim legal aid under false pretenses, could I how would I get the transcripts of that fact finding hearing to give it to legal aid? Well, you just ask for the transcript. So you, what you need to do is, is go right into the court. It will cost you to get the transcript, but, but you, you just ask for the transcript. Um, and, and then once it's given to you, because if you're part of that hearing, anybody can ask for a transcript. You don't need the permission of the court. You can ask for the transcript of that hearing because you're part of these proceedings. And then you can forward it to the Legal Services Commission or the parts of it that you wish to rely upon. Yeah, because, like, literally, she keeps on getting me harassed by the police as well, under false pretenses, and the police are sick of it, but they don't seem to do anything. Yeah, I think I think once you once you get um, uh, CAFCAS on board, um, it, it'll all become a little bit easier, Rodney, because at the moment you're sort of barking up the wrong tree, you know, trying to get the doctor's surgery. You, 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 need, you need a little bit more assistance from the court there, I think. Right, OK. Thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Um, a little bit of controversy on TikTok that um, I've sort of got one eye on while I'm answering um, a question. Um, someone's a little bit concerned that I'm giving out advice. Um, I'm not giving out any advice to anybody. I'm merely answering questions, making suggestions. So the whole point of the Discord community and the TikTok community and the Instagram and everything else I do um, is that people sometimes get stuck in the system. Like that gentleman there, he has an issue. Everybody knows that this is live. Everybody knows that there's people listening. Um, so there's no breach of confidentiality because he's not actually engaging me as his solicitor. We've got no terms and conditions signed here. He's just letting me know, this is where I am in my situation, what is it I can do? And my suggestion is, get CAFCAS on board, tell the court of your concerns. So don't be concerned that, you know, this, we're in breach of anything, we're absolutely not. Um, so just, just thought I'd, I'd address that for those of you on TikTok that are a little bit worried. We're just giving suggestions, we're not giving advice. Um, okay, so my next person is Eleanor. You are next in my list. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Hello, can you Hello. hear me? I can hear you, yes. 
Okay, great. Um, so recently I've got a divorce with my husband. Yeah. And he like he cheated and he we were married and he wants all of the money that me and him worked to make for a couple of years. Yeah. I don't know what to do in that situation. He sorry, you were married and he said what? Sorry, for a couple of years? Say that again. So my husband yeah. cheated on me. Yeah. And I don't know what to do because he wants to take all of the money. Okay. I think I think what you need to do is go and speak to a solicitor because I don't want you saying anything on here that maybe you shouldn't. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's okay. Just... All right. And he wants to take all the children. Yeah. Okay, I really, I'm really going to suggest you speak to a solicitor, all right? I'm going to leave it there. Okay, bye-bye. Um, right, who is next in my list? Sama is next in my list. Um, there we go. Sama, what's your question? Hello. Hello, what's your question? Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, my DPS is pronounced on 18th of March. Yeah. And then I make application to court to, I want to settle my, my finance. Yeah. And uh, then uh, 11th of July, we exchange our e-form. And then 16th of July, my husband, like ex-husband, he passes away. Then my solicitor uh, informed the court that the situation is that and they stopped, you know, the, you know, that my hearing was uh, 10th of August and the first hearing was 10th of August. Then they stopped everything. So now I don't know what to do. I have four kids, three under 18 and one is over 18. So now I don't know which route I have to go or so if... Sama, do you do you have your decree absolute yet? Yeah. You do. Was that pronounced yeah. before your husband passed away? Yeah. Okay. Um, but the finances hadn't been sorted. No. Okay. No. So without the financial order, you're still going to be entitled to a claim of the estate. Okay. So I think you okay. need you need to go back to your solicitor um, and continue because has your husband left made a will? Uh, this is the thing because he was cancer patient yes. and the, you know the divorce because of that divorce uh, you know why because he don't want that I get all asset that's why his family and him planned and you know he was stage four cancer yeah and then he make petition and everything I told my solicitor I have no I am I haven't I don't know why you're doing this but I don't know how decrees will be pronounced and now we don't know if there is a, any will. Then I go back to my solicitor because I'm mentally very stressed. You know, the house we are living, this is matrimonial house on his solo name. And uh, I put matrimonial rights on this house yes. when I get to the first petition letter. Yes. But now I don't know who's going to pay the mortgage. Yes. Now my solicitor said then they have to go like private where because my daughter can apply she is 20 years old yeah. she can apply because we don't know if there is a will or if there is a will is they accepted like you know the court accepted that you know because he know 
he's dying and he don't want that I get anything. That's why he make will. I so, don't know. Yeah, so Sama, what you need to do is you need to go and speak to a solicitor that deals with probate, okay? Yeah. Because a probate solicitor is going to be able to navigate you through just this. Because you don't have that financial order, you can still make the claim, all right? Even, even After to, COVID. Yes, even to his estate, you can still make the claim, okay? So, but it's the probate, because he's now passed away, it will pass mm. over now to a probate solicitor. So make an mm. appointment to go and see them. It kind of falls out of family law now because um, I, I don't know what assets are in his name and what assets are in your name, but you are still entitled to make a claim to any assets in his name. But it's a probate solicitor you need to speak to. Or uh, one more question. If he make any will, did court accept this will? Because so, he's doing this intentionally. Yeah, so again, same as speak to a probate solicitor. You will be able to contest that because you mm -hmm. didn't get the financial settlement as his wife. Okay? My youngest child is six years old and I am paying everything. They are, you know, yeah. all foods, clothes, even, you know, the bills. Now I don't know who going to pay the mortgage. I don't so, want to pay yeah. the mortgage, but I don't know this how is, I have yeah, to this go. Is, this is why you need to speak to the probate solicitor. I would get an appointment in with them as soon as you can. All right? Okay, that's fine. Okay. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. Bye-bye. You. Uh, Jesse, where have you gone? There you are. Uh, you are next on my list, so whenever you're ready, ask me the question. What was that comment then? Oh yes, I am back off holiday. This time, all I keep saying today is this time last week. Um, Jesse, you're on mute. Jesse, you're on mute. Take yourself off mute. And then you'll be able to ask me your question whenever you're ready. No? Okay. I'll leave you there, Jesse. but I'm going to go to the next one, which is Miss Q40. Um, whenever you're ready, one of you ask me a question. Hi, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now, Jesse. Yeah, what's your question? Hi. Um, so myself and my husband have been separated yeah. um, for three years. Yeah. Um, he, the marital home that we lived in was his house and it was his name. I moved in there with my daughter. Yeah. Uh, once we separated, I moved out and I've been moved out in rented accommodation for the past three years. Um, I'm now thinking about divorce. Yeah. Um, he wants to do it online, um, because this is his third divorce. So he said it's just. Hello? because there's no equity in the house, so I wouldn't be entitled to anything. Um, but I'm, I'm just not sure that's right. I'm not sure where to go, really. You, I lost you for a little bit there, Jesse. Could, just repeat the last couple of sentences that you said, because you went quiet. Oh, I couldn't sorry. hear what you were saying. Um, right. So I moved out of the house when we separated, yeah, and yeah. now we're, t we're talking about divorce, and he yeah. wants to do it online. Yes. Well, look, you, you can... Oh, you've gone back on mute again. Um, you can do you can do your divorce online. That's not yeah. an issue. But the financial order, you're going to have to take some advice about that to see what you're legally entitled to. So, so don't do that online. I mean, you, you no, can... well, that is, 
Yeah, see, because that's what he's saying, that there's no equity in the house, so there's nothing to split. Um, but so it, he said we're just best off doing it online, but I just don't think that's right. But it doesn't matter that there's nothing to split. You still need a clean break order. It might be. On the new divorce petitions, it, it can be a little bit confusing. On the new ones that we've had issued, it says on the back, are you looking to apply for a financial order? And I always say to people, tick yes. Sometimes people think, well, that's great. That's my financial order sorted as well. That's not yeah. what that box means. What that box means is it's, it's a way of letting the court know a financial order's on its way. But it, all that is is a divorce petition. So still tick yes if, if, you know, if that's where maybe he's got this notion from. But then you'll still need to get your clean break order. Because what you should say to him is, well, if, even if there's no equity in the property, getting a clean break order is going to stop you from making a claim against him in the, in the future. Right, okay. Can he um, apply for divorce online and do it without my knowledge? Because that's another no. thing that he said no. he can do. No, because the court yeah. have got to have proof that you have been served at the divorce petition. So when he submits the divorce petition, he will give them your address and or your email and you will chances are receive the divorce petition via email. You then have a little bit of work to do just to fill out a form and send it back to them via email. And that's proof to the court that you've been served, that you've received oh, the divorce okay. petition. So no, you, you, okay. will, you will know about it. And if you don't sign that acknowledgement, he can't get the decree absolute. Right, okay. All right? Okay. All right. Perfect. Then. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Uh, Miss Q, what's your question? No, I can't hear you. Sorry, Miss Q. Um, I'm going to go to Danica, who's next on the list. But I will leave you on the stage, Miss Q. Danica, have you got a question for me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. What's your question? Um, so I made a C2 application and I got my son back into my care uh, eight weeks ago. Yeah. Um, since then, the C2 um, court order stated that he goes to the other parent on alternate weekends Yeah. until we go back into court. Well, we actually have social services involved um, due to the other parent's concerns. Yeah. Um, they're suggesting that I offer more contact than what the actual order is giving me. Um, I've declined it, and I'm just wondering, will that affect me in court if social services are suggesting they spend more time? So what, what well, no is the answer, um, but it, that would only be held up in court if your concerns were genuine. So if you've got a genuine reason as to why contact shouldn't increase because you've got welfare concerns or safeguarding issues, then yeah. that's fine. You, you can let the court know. Um, at the next hearing, chances are social services will be saying, well, our view is that contact can progress. Um, and unless you can, you know, provide some evidence to the contrary, the court might order it anyway. So it would all depend on what your worries are, really, and if they're going to be substantiated by the court. 
because I granted um, because it only says alternate weekends, which I've been sticking to. Yeah. Um, but I did actually grant her solicitors contacted me, and I actually granted an eight day holiday, but um, it had to be supervised because she also has supervised contact. Yeah. Um, which I thought was like really, you know, me being quite fair, and you know, you, you had eight days away with them supervised, and that wasn't even on the order. But I don't think I don't think it's in his best interest to continue doing that. I think it's in in his best interest to have alternative weekends and until we go back to court. Um, so you think that that would be okay in like court. I would I, I'm just worried it will be used against me yeah it won't it won't be used against you Danica just just re, reword what you've said there however it, it's not in his best interest it's in the children's best interest okay so in your view it's in the children's best interest to continue to have alternate weekends and then go on to explain why what you just said to me was it's in his best interests um, and, and that's the court won't agree with you there. It's got to be what's in the children's best interest. But it certainly won't go against you and um, because you are allowing alternate weekends to take place. What will happen yeah. is there'll be some sort of negotiation then at the next hearing as to if contact should be increased or not. Right, okay. Right. And the other reason that I also didn't sort of allow it is because she was actually... Um, sorry, my ex-partner's a female. She was actually yeah. having a um, an assessment done to see whether she could make her own decisions in court. Yeah. So that was also a big concern yeah. of mine. That that's, um, that's huge, Danica. That that is absolutely huge. You know, to to make sure that she has capacity. Um, that's the word. Sorry, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's huge. So don't don't worry at all. The court won't penalise you because you are allowing contact to take place. Right, okay, that's All great. Right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Danica. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Miss Q, you are next up. What's your question? No, still can't hear you. I'm so sorry. Um, Kazi, I'm going to invite you up to speak next whenever you're ready. Someone's just asked me what's my best client and what's my worst client. My God. Um, where do I start? After 20 years, there's lots of both, to be fair. Uh, Kazi, whenever you're ready. I'm also going to come to you, clumsy spy. You are next, whenever Kazi's ready. Let me try you again, Kazi. Oh, clumsy spy, you're up first. Oh, no, sorry, hang on. Oh, I've got both of you up now. Um, Kazi, let me come to you. Oh, Kazi's gone. Clumsy Spy, let me come to you. You've got yourself on mute. There we go. What's your question? Yeah, hi, thanks for speaking to me. That's it's just right. a quick question, hopefully not too complicated. Yeah. Um, so I separated from my ex-partner. We was never married. Um, she's resident parent to our four-year-old. He's been in nursery, um, but he does start school uh, September. Yeah. Now, she has a new partner and he's moved into the property. Um, I think they've been together about six months or so. Um, there was a conversation had last week that ultimately, and this is the concerning part, and because it's come from from him and not from her, um, is that they're going to stop contact with myself and my child, even though currently the arrangement, private arrangement, there's no court orders, but private arrangement between myself and, and my ex was that uh, I have him two to three nights a week on an alternate arrangement. So it would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, dropped into nursery on a Monday, and then the weekend I don't have him, I have him in the week. 
Now, the concern is that obviously these comments are being made by him. Um, there's been comments made by my child that, you know, he bangs on the roof of the car, he shouts at him, this, that and the other. Um, I'm just at a loss to what I can do. Now, I, I am a little bit clued up. My understanding is that if I turn up to the address to collect him and they refuse, there's not a lot I can do. And if they were to phone the police, then then ultimately I would be removed from the property. And, and that's that. There's nothing I can do. So what can I do? Child arrangements order. As the father with parental responsibility, if an agreement between parents breaks down, always remember that it's the child's right to have a relationship with both parents. And if mum is refusing that, then you make an application using the C100 form for a child arrangements order. And all you're asking the court for is a regular framework of contact. And that's ultimately me saying I would like my child this many nights a week, as already agreed, because it's what we've been doing for the last Absolutely. Absolutely. two years, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, and on the back of that, this is definitely in your son's best interest. It's a routine that he's used to. Um, it, it's what we call the status quo. Um, but more importantly, it enables your son to continue to have a relationship with you. And that's the most important thing. I really appreciate that. Thank you. A you're C100. Welcome. C100 form and you're going to tick child arrangements order. Okay. Thank you All very right. much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Kazi, let's try again. I'll invite you up to speak. There we go. Do you have a question, Kazi? Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, so my situation is that um, I've got my divorce, uh, my decree at nice it's about to lapse in september yeah um i need a financial settlement my my ex and i were doing it with solicitors voluntary um he's got to the point where he now he's failed to comply and um he's kind of gone awol really so i'm not sure where he's living but he sees his daughter sometimes at his parents um i'm kind of there's a few questions i've got like can i send the papers there in order to get because i think it needs to go to court now he's not sort of like um He's not even communicating with me at all. Um, should I should I do the divorce in like because it's about to lapse? I'm worried that courts will say why is it late? Um, should I send that in and get the divorce done and then focus on the financial? Or should, should it be all together? And the other major issue is that he's um, he had a really good job with his family business and he's he's kind of resigned. I know his family took him off as a shareholder. And um, he's basically made himself, um, he's kind of hidden all his money, he's, he's you know, made himself poor really. And um, and just along the way, there's been lots of threats to me saying, you know, I'm going to go for your NHS pensions. He thinks there's a lot, it's not worth anything. Um, and I'm sort of paying for, I'm paying for everything. I'm not getting anything for my child. Um, and um, I'm paying the mortgage on my own, I'm paying everything on my own, I'm not getting a penny. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm just worried I'm going to get fleeced by him, really. Okay, well, let, let's start with the first thing, Cassie, with the divorce. When okay. you say the decree NISO is going to lapse, what do you mean? You have your so, decree. So, it, it, so I, I believe, well, I'm, my understanding is you've got a year to sort out your, from when I got the decree NISO, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a year in September. So, yeah. um, 
my understanding, right, understand. maybe I'm wrong, no, is no, that it's yeah. only a year to yeah. sort it? Or? No, no. So I now now I understand. So if if you are applying for your decree absolute more than a year after your decree nisi has been pronounced, it just means that you have to do a statement to the court to explain why. But rest okay. rest assured. Like sometimes we're applying for decree absolutes two and a half years after the decree and ISI has been made oh, because okay. we, we, we've been caught up in court doing all the finances. All oh, right, so, so don't worry oh, about that's... that. It just it just gives um, a guide so that if you do go over that twelve months, court then want to know a you haven't um, you know got back into relationship with them and b there haven't right. been any more children born into the relationship all right so it's okay. fine it's absolutely fine it's not going to lapse it'll always be valid um, okay that's great <laughs> second thing i would say about the finances is um you you can make an application to the court i i strongly suggest when people are at this stage of it though that you take some advice because you've got to weigh up the challenge of taking it to court, given that mm. you know he's not going to be involved, he's not going to engage, it's going to be a mm. lot of... You can do it yourself. It doesn't necessarily going to cost you um, money, but it's going to cost you a lot of time. And what are you actually chasing? So, you know, mm. that this is where the advice comes into it then, to see, to see a solicitor so that they can mm. sort of say to you, well, all right, what are the merits in your case? What are you likely to come away with? If it's just a clean break order then know that at the outset. And obviously, I don't want you to, to start listing off the assets in your marriage here, but it might be that you need that clean break order to serve a financial ties, but, but there's no other assets in the property. Now, mm. if you just take that hour, you'll get a good steer as to what it is you need to do. You'll also be told how quickly you're going to achieve that end result. So whatever that result mm. might be, how long that's going to take you. And with that information, you can then make a judgment call. Well, I, I mean, I do have a solicitor, but she's... Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do I do have one, but she hasn't really been... I don't know. I, um. I've just kind of paused it for a bit because the other, I mean, the other thing, complicated thing is there's been a, a child allegation assessment that he's had to undergo from something else. And, and I think that's kind of partly why he's gone AWOL and um, sort of not complying because all that's gone gone on. And so it's just got, but, it's just got but, really messy, really. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, I think, and they do, often they do. Um, but the thing to do, Kazi, is, is keep, keep your eye on the prize, so to speak. Don't mm. let the other issues that the child allegation matters mm. take precedence over your finances because mm. you are the one ultimately that's suffering here. You know, you're carrying yeah. the can financially. So yeah. as hard as it is, you've got to push on. Um, you yeah. know, and, and it might be a very honest conversation with your solicitor where you say to her or him, tell me what to do. Give me the advice. What is it I should be doing? And if they well, can't... She's saying, she's saying go to court and I, I yeah. can't really afford it. I'm just thinking, do I just use her to get her to the doors of court and then just pull out as, as much as I can financially and then uh, just do it on my own? That's uh, what I've got in my, well, in my mind. But, but this is what I'm saying. If she's told you what, what it is that you need to ask the court for and what the likely outcome is, that's all you need from her if costs mm. are an issue. From that point, you can then make the application yourself because that now yeah. you know what you're chasing. It's where yeah. it's where you haven't been given that advice. But if you've been given that advice, then do it yourself. Absolutely, do yeah. it yourself. Okay. All right. Lovely. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. That's great. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 Um, Linny, you are next on the list. Oh, I've gone the wrong way around. 
There we go. Next on the list. Yeah, so if you're in the Discord um, chat room, in the lounge it's called, Discord call it a lounge, just put your hand up, press the button and push it and put your hand up. And then I see you in a queue and I just take you one at a time, whoever's at the top of the queue. And I, I desperately try and get to all of you, um, but sometimes there's just way too many hands up for the, for the time that we've got. Um, Linny, I'm not sure if you're struggling, but I'm going to... Oh, there we go. Hi. I can, Linny. What's your question? Oh, yeah. oh I was just going to question about spousal maintenance. Yeah. I was just asking, um, we've been divorced over a year now. It took like four years to get divorced. Yeah. Um, because obviously he left for this lady in California, back and forth Cal California five times. Yeah. And he's just come back off a holiday now, to, uh, business class, golf trip to Florida, whatever. But when we was in mediation at the very beginning, I was told that my daughter's lifestyle shouldn't change as such. Well, of course, he've had like these five, six trips to America and I can't afford to send my daughter anywhere, you know, and I can't afford to take her on holiday. So I was just wondering, like my none my solicitors mentioned nothing about spousal maintenance or anything like that. Yeah. And um I, of course I, I paid for the divorce because I was the petitioner. I paid like nearly seven thousand pounds and he only paid eight hundred pounds. Well, he earns like triple what I earn, and I was just wondering, like, it just seemed a bit unfair yeah. that he can kind of have that kind of lifestyle. Like, he's taking our quarter then of the lifestyle we had before we were divorced, and my daughter's missing out. And I've asked him, like, even if he takes her away for like two weeks of the six weeks holiday or something, just to give her a holiday. Yeah. But he's refusing because he's like, well, I've used on my holidays on himself kind of thing and his time off in work on golfing trips and things like that but is there any way that I can make him I don't know like Linny like yeah, it's fine yeah. not a problem at all can I just jump in though have you got a financial order at the moment following the divorce yeah, yeah we did it was a clean break we did so the so, answer so so the answer to your question is no because what the clean break has done is it's severed all financial ties so now you're no longer able to go back and ask him for anything else. Right. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm just questioning why my solicitor didn't even mention. That's the first time I saw it was on your feed, actually, was yeah. spousal maintenance. I didn't know nothing. Because, yeah. of course, my he won't have Ava for maintenance for me. Like, say if we shared um, custody, like two and a half days each, I could go out and work a job. Yeah. But he's refusing to have her for me either. Yeah. It's, 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 saying, I can't give up my job and yeah. whatever, but I'm like, but that's because, and then I can't work because I've got my daughter, we've got no one else to take care of her, but um, I was just wondering where I can go from you. That there isn't anything you can do, Linny. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. That that clean break order mm -hmm. is quite definitive in, in its job and, and it has severed financial ties yeah. and it's something that should have been discussed um, you know, mm -hmm. with your with your previous solicitor. How old is the order, Linny? How, how long ago was it made? About a year ago. Mm, yeah, unfortunately, it, it's done. So spousal maintenance mm -hmm. isn't going to be an option, unfortunately. Okay. All right, I'm so sorry. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Um, for those of you that might be in the same boat, um, 
So yeah, thank you, law student. I'm here is a uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Normally between six to seven, but law students helping me out there. Thank you. Uh, but just on that point about spousal maintenance, spousal maintenance um, can be for either spouse. It's not always for the wife. It can be for the husband as well. It's based on need. All right. So you've got to show that you need it. And if I break it down, let's say that one of you works and one of you don't because one of you care for the children and the person that works like walks out and obviously they take their pay packet with them. You then qualify for spousal maintenance. You need your spouse to pay you maintenance to help you. And that might be with the mortgage slash rent, with the utility bills, with the car insurance, etc. Um, the starting point for spousal maintenance is to establish what you need so let's say a single person needs £1,500 per month for all of their bits and bobs, just taking a, a random figure for easy maths, and their income with benefits or any sort of part-time work or whatever they've got coming in, child maintenance, for example, comes to £1,000. There is a need there then for that deficit amount, which in my example is 500 quid. Okay, And we then go to the other side and say, we actually need the £500. Now, we can't guarantee that we'll get the exact amount depending on what they earn because the court won't take everything off them and leave them destitute. But that's how spousal maintenance works, just like child maintenance, but for the spouse. But it has to be based on need. So what I mean by that is that if you have an income coming in that totally looks after your needs and its needs, not wants, um, then you're not going to qualify for spousal maintenance because if you're a high earner, for example, the court would say that you're you're more than you know you're more than capable of looking after yourself. Um, it's not something that's talked about a lot. It's also called interim maintenance. It's also called maintenance pending suit, but it it all means the same thing. Okay. Um, right. Next question from April. Um, April Helia, you are next on my list. Hello, Hi. April. Hello, can you hear me? I can, yeah. What's your question? Um, so what it is, is me and my husband, we've been together um, eight years. Yeah. And obviously he's got a child with another person. Um, we've been to court several times um, with his ex um, yeah. about, obviously, child agreements and stuff. There's been three different child arrangements orders in, in place. Yeah. Um, my question is the fact is that um, the recent order, she was she had to have supervised contact for the first two months. Yeah. We then moved to unsupervised. She's met a new boyfriend and she's now going to be breaking the whole of that order because um, she's choosing to move five and a half hours away from her son. Um, do I need to go back to court with it? That depends on the breach, April. Um, is the breach something that's not allowing contact? So it's not that we're not allowing contact. What's going to be changing is that she's not going to be able to stick to the agreement that's already in place on the court order. So that's so that's what I mean. And and her in, her inability to stick to that current order will that jeopardise contact? Yeah. Okay. So if it's her inability, and therefore she can't do it. That's not a breach by you. Is that right? Right. 
Okay. Yeah, just because um, I know before we've had to stop contact due to wealth like concerns. Right. Um, we actually were like sort of like told off for stopping contact. Okay. Um. So so the um, court. So I, I'd say the reason you were told off is because the court didn't um share your view that they were real concerns. All I would yeah. say, April, is that if she is not able to stick to the order then you right. are not in breach of that. So to answer your question, should you take it back to court, I would say no. Right, okay. Um, the, also, the other question yeah. is, um, she's agreed for myself to have, um, obviously as I'm the step-parent, to actually have parental responsibility for the child yeah. because she's not going to be able to be around for his needs and obviously I've been in his life for about eight years. Yeah. Um. Obviously, she's in agreement of this. Do we just go down to the courts to do it, or do we need to do an actual appointment for the judge to sign and whatever? I don't know. We've never done this before. Yeah, so if, if it's an agreement, then you, you don't need the judge to be involved. The, in, in children's cases, the, the, judge, uh, the courts will apply what we call a no-order principle. So if, if everyone with PR is in agreement, then we don't actually yeah. need the court to get involved. Right, okay. How do I get something in writing to obviously um, show to the school and the doctors and stuff that I've got actually parental responsibility? So if you go onto the government website, you can download a parental responsibility agreement and everybody right. with PR has to sign that to say that they are in agreement with you having parental responsibility. And that's it. That's it. Right, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, April. Bye. Bye. Um, a couple of questions on TikTok just generated by my little speech there about spousal maintenance. It only applies if you're the spouse. So you have to be married. One of the questions was, can it apply to cohabiting couples? No, it doesn't. Cohabiting couples is very, very different um, law. Um, so you have to be married. Another question was, do you have to have children? to be entitled to spousal maintenance. No, you don't. It's a maintenance for the spouse. So lots of spouses need it, even though there are no children involved because they're unable to provide for themselves financially, okay? Another question was, what's my favorite um, legal TV show? At the moment, I'm watching Lincoln Lawyer. Absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, plus, he's an absolute joy to watch anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm watching at the minute. Um, I do watch a lot of legal stuff. I'm just, obviously, it's my area, so I do love um, stuff like that. Anyway, I'm wittering on. Um, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, we are just after seven. Thank you for those of you on Discord that joined me in the lounge tonight. Apologies, I didn't get round to asking, answering everyone's questions. Back here again on Monday at six o'clock. We'll do another hour. Um, if I can get on earlier, then I will. Um, Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend. Uh, catch some sun and I'll see you all again or hear you all again next Monday. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.